Welcome to the Daily Boogie. And hello there. Welcome, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us. What an absolute pleasure to see you there. So much to get through. So little time. It's the first day of the next three. Welcome back to another week of the Daily Boogie Podcast, folks. Grab yourself a beverage and a snack. Let's get this going, shall we? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Daily Boogie Podcast. I am Boogie Bumpy, your host, hopefully for the next hour or so. We'll see how we go. Thank you so much for joining us on this, a Monday night or Tuesday morning or Thursday afternoon, if you're listening to the replay. I try to keep it topical. I try to keep it so topical that even if you listen to this show six months from now, if you go back into the archive, which you can do by following me on Twitter at Boogie Bumper, just click the just click the YouTube link or the Podbean link. You can go right back months. It's like going it's like going back in time to a simpler time, a more perfect time, one might say. And tonight, actually, out of interest. Interestingly enough, and totally randomly, we're going to be going, we're going to be taking a little walk down memory lane. Because uh, whilst I was searching around for clips, I came across Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro. Uh, Once one of Hollywood's favourite sons, perhaps still one of Hollywood's favourite sons, but maybe one of America's finest exports to the world in terms of culture. For many decades, he built up a brand, a brand of being a very accomplished actor. You can probably hear people are saying, no hangover, no, no hangover, but you can probably hear there's a little bit of edge to my voice. (laughs) There's a little bit of, there's a little bit of a harsh quality to my voice today, but we'll get through it. It's all right. I'll recover. It's fine. Yes, people asking about the football, just to go off track for a moment. People asking about the football. Yes, I did travel uh, interstate for the Australian version of the Super Bowl, 100,000, 100,014 people were in attendance at that game. If you didn't see the, the quick little periscope I put up of the stadium, see, I my team plays in a stadium that holds about 20,000. It was the first time we went to the big final and it's held in the same stadium every single year. So it was quite an experience to be there with, you know, nine <laughs> with 100,013 other people. Uh, Unfortunately, it didn't go too well for our little team, the smallest team in the competition, coming up against one of the biggest teams in the competition. Uh, (laughs) Because we got our asses handed to us. It was the third largest defeat in the final of all time in a competition that's been going for over 100 years. It was the third largest defeat. (laughs) But hey, what are you going to do, right? Uh, we had some fun. We had some drinks, um, and then we were, were our souls were crushed, and we trudged back home with our tails between our legs. But shit happens. That's sport. You got to take time off every now and then to enjoy the finer things. And if you can't enjoy the finer things, then you can at least enjoy 
um, being emasculated publicly <laughs> in one of the most humiliating sporting events of all time. So that's that's worth something, right? That's worth something. But like, enough about that. I'll talk about more. I'll talk more about the football on uh, on the starting block for those who are interested. But this is not a sports show. Although politics is treated a little bit like sport, isn't it now? There's people, you know, screaming from the sidelines, barracking for their team. People really don't care what happens. Like, you know, like when you go to the sport, you go to the football or you go to the baseball or something and the other team does something wrong and the umpire doesn't catch it. You know, just say one of the footballers commits a foul, the umpire doesn't catch it and you're up in, you're up out of your seat. Oh, oh. What about that? Come on, ref. All day he's been doing it. Those cheating bastards. They're always cheating, these bastards. But then when your guy does it, you're like, well, you know, they owed us one. So, you know, <laughs> I'm not going to scream. You know, you got to play to the whistle, bro. you got to play to the whistle. It's not our fault he didn't see it, hey? But we're not as bad as those guys. There's a lot of that going around now in politics, funnily enough. Incidentally, I sent the clip of uh, Adam Schiff just just making up a story in the Intelligence Committee hearing in regards to what was in the transcript of the, the Ukraine phone call. And uh, for those who are interested, I do want to take some calls to see what you think about impeachment, what you, what you think you see about Ukraine, where you think this is headed. So I'll do that a little bit later in the show. If you don't know how to get on the show yet, then you're not invited. <laughs> no. Uh, if you don't know how to get on the show, just head over to my timeline at Boogie Bumper. Look for the tweet where I'm saying I want to take calls. Click on the Discord link, join the Discord, and then jump in the waiting room. And then when I get to the impeachment stuff after we do De Niro to death, then I'll get you on the show And because I want to know what you think, where you think this is headed. I do see a lot of people sort of tossing up. Um, a lot of people are saying, well, it doesn't matter because they're all going to get arrested. I'm not sure if I agree with that necessarily and i see other people saying well this is the end he's probably going to get his ass handed to him i don't know if i agree with that necessarily so i'd like to see what you think talk to you about it and see what you think is going to be happening in the future so if you want to join the show please do jump in the waiting room we'll get to you um but yeah people barracking for their team so i sent the clip of adam schiff uh waxing lyrical about what was in the ukrainian script the ukrainian phone call <laughs> and the response i got by and large was oh who cares and i said what do you mean who cares aren't aren't you the people that really care when donald trump just makes up stories as you put it you know when donald trump exaggerates and you say that it's wrong for a politician to exaggerate that it's dangerous that this sets a bad example aren't you against politicians exaggerating and then of course, the answer comes back, well, who cares if Adam Schiff does it because Donald Trump does it? And I'm like, yes, but I thought you were against Donald Trump doing it. I am against Donald Trump doing it. So then why aren't you against Adam Schiff doing it when he's the head of an intelligence committee hearing, right? When he's um, allegedly trying to put forward evidence of impeachment. Aren't you against you know, exaggerating there? And they go, well, it's nothing compared to what Donald Trump does. So the very reason that we are against exaggeration is the exact same reason why we allow exaggeration to take place. 
we're against exaggeration because Donald Trump is doing it, but we also allow exaggeration because Donald Trump does it. So if you think that principles or logic or, you know, anything like that, if you think having standards is going to help you in the next six to 12 months, I've got news for you. The people on the other side could not care less. They are, they are rooting for their team. They are cheering for their team. Their team wears blue jerseys and arguably probably red underwear. And whatever the umpire calls, if the umpire calls against them, they'll say that it's unfair and it's cheating and it's wrong and people need to go to prison. And if the umpire calls for them, they'll say, well, it, what's, it's about time because the other team have been doing it this whole time anyway. So what's the difference? It's not politics anymore. It's a it's a it's a it's a very boring team sport. And nobody cares as long as they're winning, essentially. So we will get to that. Uh, just a quick reminder, if you'd like to become a supporter of the show, please head over to patreon.com forward slash boogie bumper, become a subscriber by hitting the subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course, if you would like to cheer for your team, then you can do so by following me on Twitter at Boogie Bumper. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get into it. I wanted to start off with Bobby De Niro because Bobby sat down with Brian Stelter. And Bobby's a little upset. We're going to take a little walk down memory lane here. Now, I'm not somebody who agrees with, oh, I see... If, a, if an actor or a comedian or a musician has um, views that don't correspond with my own politically, I'm not the kind of person to just shun them and shun everything they do because that's not why I'm watching the movie. That's not why I'm listening to the album. Like, arguably my favourite band of all time is so far left, buses don't go there. They, they, they are unabashed communists. But that doesn't stop me from listening to their albums over and over again, right? So... I do find sort of boycott culture when it comes to these kinds of things a little bit, a little bit, maybe you need to chill out kind of thing, right? But putting that to one side, I now do find it difficult to watch Robert De Niro in movies and in interviews. And I don't think it's got anything to do with the fact that he hates Donald Trump necessarily. But I do think... It's got something to do with the fact that he has made his brand hating Donald Trump. This guy has been on a tear for the last three years where every time he gets in front of a camera, every time he opens his his mouth, every time he gets a microphone stuck in his face, he can't help but talk about how much he hates Trump. So at this point, like if he had just said one thing in passing... I wouldn't care. I'd probably still watch Robert De Niro movies and go, yeah, he hates Donald Trump, but so what? A lot of people do. So what's the difference? (laughs) You know what I mean? But because he has made an effort, because he has made a concerted effort to make every single statement about Donald Trump and how he hates Donald Trump, now, because it's all branding in Hollywood, now that's all I can think of when I see him. Even if he did come out and mention something else except for hating Donald Trump, which he doesn't do, I would find it very difficult to get past the last three years of every statement being about Donald Trump. You see what I mean? So he's carried on the tradition. Let's start at the back and work our way forwards. No, let's start at the front and work our way backwards. Yeah, we'll go with that. Uh, Robert De Niro on Brian Stelter's program the other day, ladies and gentlemen. Let's check it out. (laughs) 
Hey, welcome back uh, to hey. Live Sources. I'm Brian. <laughs> did anyone else notice that? When did Brian Stelter get so cool? Hey. Hey, welcome back. Hey, what's up, Mr. Arnold? Huh? Hey, hey, welcome back to Reliable Sources. I'm Brian Stelter. Yeah. You may have noticed last season on Saturday Night Live, there were some appearances from one Robert Mueller, but actually played by Robert De Niro. What? What? It wasn't the real Robert Mueller? <gasps> Don't you, do you ever get the feeling that uh, corporate media and specifically cable news is being intentionally dumbed down? I have a suspicion that if we make it, if we make all political commentary particularly vapid, empty, shallow, childish, thoughtless, you know, all of the descriptors we can think of, I have a suspicion that if we present politics in this shallow, thoughtless, empty, vapid, vacuous way, then we'll by and large propagate empty, vacuous, shallow opinions about politics, right? These are the ones that will be repeated by the people who watch these programs. Not to say that everybody who watches these programs is an empty, vapid and shallow person, but if they're being consumed by empty, vapid and shallow takes, then really, and this, and if this is all they're getting it from, then where else are they going to extract some kind of deeper meaning, right? So putting that, taking that on board, imagine how Brian Stelter feels. For two years, he was pumping up the Robert Mueller investigation. Robert Mueller, remember George, uh, George, sorry, George Costanza. Remember Joe Scarborough? He's an American hero. Robert Mueller is going to save the Republic from Donald Trump. He's an American hero, Mika. <clears throat> so you've got the American hero, hero, Robert Mueller. Brian Stelter can't get Robert Mueller on his show. So they go, okay, let's let's do the next best thing. Let's get the guy who played Robert Mueller <laughs> in a satirical way on a failing comedy institution known as Saturday Night Live. We can't get the real Robert Mueller. Let's get the guy who pretended to be Robert Mueller in a comical fashion. It's just it's just as good. It's just as good. I'm sure we'll get some in-depth analysis here. I'm sure this is fertile ground to be to be sown. Now Mueller seems to be history, but De Niro loves <laughs> He looks very happy to be there, doesn't he? <laughs> Look at Bobby. Bobby's very impressed. His career is going just like he planned it. Just like this is exactly where he thought he'd be three years ago, sitting at the same desk with Brian Stelter, talking about how much he hates the president. Can't stand that guy. Hate that guy. You know, I'm I'm really over this guy. I really don't like him. Fuck this guy. I hate this guy. What has this guy ever done? I don't even like this guy. This guy shouldn't even be there. Who is this guy? Fuck this guy. Say about the real life President Trump. And he's here with me now. The real life in President Trump. Say, um, don't you think it's strange that this is even on television? Like, I can understand. Like, is it, I don't know. Is he promoting a book or something? Does he have a new movie coming out? And that's the reason. 
Or is he just being invited on a supposed media analysis program on a, on a supposed news network at CNN to talk about how much he doesn't like Donald Trump? Like, is, is he plugging some kind of product? Does he have a book? Does he have an underwear line? Maybe he's got a new cologne or something coming out? No, no, none of that. Because they would open the interview with that, wouldn't they? They'd say, Robert De Niro has a new book coming out, and he also has some strong opinions about President Trump, right? But it's like, uh, well, we all remember Robert Mueller. We used to talk about Robert Mueller a lot. Um, I couldn't get Robert, but I do have Robert De Niro, who used to pretend to be Robert Mueller on Saturday Night Live. So I thought I'd ask him about how much he hates Donald Trump. Let's go. <laughs> wait, wait, isn't this a news show? Where am I getting my news from here? Does this count as news? Robert De Niro not liking Trump is news now. We knew this already. This is not. This is not new news. This is old news. Thank you for being here, sir. Thank you for being here. We've been trying to book you for a while, and then all of a sudden this week we've got an impeachment inquiry, and I'm even more curious for your sense of what's going on. Uh, Why? You've been calling for the president to be impeached. (laughs) (laughs) Why do we care? (laughs) You see, see, my fellow Americans, uh, Robert De Niro is a celebrity. He was the raging bull. He was the raging bull. So he's a better person than you. You see, my guest here, Robert De Niro, is acting royalty. He once pretended to be Robert Mueller on Saturday Night Live. So I thought I'd bring him in and get his opinion because he's a better person than you. His shit does not stink. So we've been trying for months months to get this guy on because he's such, a, such an important man with so many things to say about your president. Are you satisfied with what the Democrats are now doing? Yeah, I think they have no choice but to uh, have an impeachment in- inquiry. It's uh-huh. just, it's, it has to happen. I mean, there's it no way around happen. it. <laughs> <laughs> what you're gonna <laughs> what you're gonna see here? What you're going to see here is Robert De Niro fully explaining uh, the reasons that he has certain opinions. Like, he's obviously a great interview subject. Robert, do you think the Democrats are doing the right thing? Uh, Yes, I do think the thing that they're doing is the right thing, and it's the thing that has to happen. Uh, There's nothing else that can be done except the thing that they're doing right now. Thank you, Robert De Niro, ladies and gentlemen. Robert De Niro should be teaching civics at Harvard. This guy's a fucking political professor. Do you think the president should resign? Because I, I, this morning in the Connecticut Post, uh, he, one of the, look, the, he's, he's looking around the studio. <laughs> he's completely disinterested. He's not even paying attention to what Brian's saying. Do you think the president should resign? Yeah, yeah, resign, quit, shut. I don't give a fuck. Whatever the hell you got to do. You want to throw him off a bridge? You want to? We'll, we'll throw him off a bridge. You and me. Let's go. We'll roll him up on a rug and we'll throw him off a fucking bridge. Whatever. I don't care. Just get rid of the guy. Because it's the only thing you can do. Really, it's the only thing you can do. I mean, you got to do it. You got to do it. You got to do this thing. It's the only thing we can do. We can't do anything else. So resign, quit. I don't care. Whatever the hell you got to do, man. Just got to do it. Nothing else we can do. Biggest papers in the state of Connecticut. I believe this is the first major paper to call for him to step down. That would be quite a dramatic development. 
I, I don't think he's capable of resigning. Oh, good. Uh, he just what? Bill Maher? <laughs> I think he's capable of quitting. What a horrible thing. <laughs> gee, I, gee, I wish, uh, gee, I wish he was more prone to quitting when um, people complained on TV. Gee, that, that would make him a nice guy. If he resigned, then maybe we would like him again. Maybe Robert might send you a Christmas card. A couple of weeks ago said that he, it's going to be difficult getting him out of the White House, especially if the, he wins uh, marginally. If he loses... Um, <laughs> I, can, <laughs> I can see why they brought Robert on. I can see why they brought Bob on for his expert analysis. You know, you know, I was reading. Uh, you know, I was reading a thing in the paper the other day, and uh, you know, the guy was saying, you know, it's going to be hard to get him out of the White House if he wins the election. You know, hey, fuck, I didn't even think of that. <laughs> we just got to, you just got to sack this guy. We got to get rid of him. You want to toss him off a bridge? <laughs> do whatever the hell you got to do. Maybe he resign. No, he ain't going to resign. He ain't got it at him. He's too cowardly to resign. Just <laughs> marginally. Um, Do you have that fear as well that he I, wouldn't he, leave? Yeah, he'll say it's rigged or this or that. He'll find some. This guy has done everything possible. Yeah. Much worse than I ever thought ever. Mm. I, Such as. <laughs> Notice how he never finishes a thought. Yeah, he'll say it's rigged. This guy has done everything possible. Much worse than ever. Um, uh, would you like to expand on that thought at all? No, no, no. Let's just let's just keep on calling him an asshole. Okay. The day after he was elected, I said, yeah. "Well, you know, give him a chance. You never know. You'll see." But he what? What? <laughs> Bobby, that's not true. Bobby, that's not true. You didn't do that. Uh, you had to be quick to hear it, but Bob was like, oh, after he got elected, you know, I was like, I hey, give the guy a chance. He might be pretty good. He didn't do that. In the election campaign, he was calling him a dog and a pig. <laughs> Before he even got elected, he was saying he's a piece of shit. So, yeah, one. Okay, let's just give him that. Let's just give him that. We'll give him that, even though I don't think it's true. Okay. So for one day out of the last three and a half years, directly after the guy was elected, you said, hey, everybody chill out. Let's give the guy a chance. You then the following day said that he's a he's a pig and a crook and you want to punch him in the face. Like, remember this? Remember this, Bobby? I mean, he's so blatantly stupid. He's a... This is from October 8th, 2016. Punk. He's a dog. He's a pig. He's a con, a bull artist, a mutt who doesn't know what he's talking about, <laughs> doesn't do his homework, doesn't... Doesn't do his homework. I mean... He doesn't know what he's talking about. He might even think that if he wins the election, uh, it's going to be hard for him to be removed from the White House. Like, that's how dumb he is, right? Care. Thinks he's gaming society. Doesn't yeah. pay his taxes. He's an idiot. Colin Powell said it best. He's a national disaster. He's an embarrassment <laughs> to this country. It makes me so angry that this country has gotten to this point, that this fool, this yeah. bozo... Yeah has wound up where he has. Mm. He talks how he wants to punch people in the face. Yeah. Well, I'd like to punch him in the face. Oh. This is somebody... <laughs> wow, it's 
it sounds like he's really given the guy a chance, doesn't it? He's being really fair, is Bobby. You know, after he was elected, I thought, hey, let's give the guy a chance. Come on. Come on. Don't be don't be too harsh on a guy. He might do a nice job. He might do a good job. We'll see. He is the he's be worse than I ever could have imagined. Really? I wonder, as an actor, do you ever look at the president and think he's performing, like he's playing or, uh, an act or something? <laughs> because, because politics has never had any kind of acting in it whatsoever, right? There's never been any kind of acting. Do you know, the, the funny thing about this is, they want to criticise Trump for, oh, do you think he's acting? Do you think he really means it? Or do you think he's acting? Ladies and gentlemen, after some kind of tragedy, if Donald Trump doesn't act enough, they criticise him for that, right? So I can't, I was one after one of the shootings or something. He said something to the effect of the usual stuff, thoughts and prayers, blah, blah, blah. And the overwhelming majority of people in the corporate press were saying, well, you know, he could try a little harder. Like he could try a little harder to say nice things about the people about the people involved. He could try a little harder to sound like he cares. And I'm like, oh, you mean acting? He should act like he cares more. Is that what you want? Well, yes, of course. All the other politicians have always acted like they care more. Donald Trump doesn't act like he cares often enough. But then Q, now we get a real life actor in the studio and it's like, do you think that Donald Trump's acting? How dare he? He should be more real. And then tomorrow it's going to be, he's too real. He's got to, we've got to stop this guy from being too honest. He needs to act more. He doesn't have a filter. It's dangerous. He says horrible things. And then the day after that, it'll be like, don't you think he's acting all the time? <laughs> these, people, these people are psychotic now at this point. Like if you, were trying to, if you were trying to draw a straight line between one point of argument to the next point of argument, it would look like an 8.5 on a Richter scale, just a needle going. <laughs> bouncing between positive and negative, lying, truth. Blah, blah, blah. They, they, they have no control over this thing anymore. Just whatever opinion works for the particular guest on a particular day, according to what the Trump, according to what Trump's Twitter feed says at any particular time. That's the opinion they're running with. In some ways, I, I think he is, but yeah. I think that it's, uh, as I think some of these other... <sighs> it's very, very difficult to get this thought out because it's so profound, you see. Because Bob knows his stuff. Bob knows his shit trying to crystallize all of these conflicting emotions and stories and arguments and logic and oh and the pain my god think of the pain you know he's far worse than i ever thought he'd be i even i tried to give the guy a fair chance the day after he was elected i say hey he's up on this guy he might be a dog and a pig and a crook and all the other things but hey give the guy a chance pundits uh, on fox are too um because I can't believe that they they would actually buy into this craziness. <laughs> can we can we be more specific, please, Bob? Bobby, can we be a little more specific? What have what have we heard so far? He's worse than I've ever he's worse than I ever imagined. Um, I can't believe they buy into this craziness. Um, I tried to give the guy a chance. That was a lie. 
Uh, he's terrible. He's done all the things. Remember that? Remember, that's another reason why we hate him, because he's done just about everything. Whatever the whatever the everything is, he's done it. Whatever the craziness is, he's got it. Hmm. This guy hmm. is should not be president, period. <laughs> he should not be president. I decide who the presidents are, not you. At, at this point, like I said, I can't help but... This is all I can think of now when I see Robert De Niro because he's done. He's been doing this for two years. Don't worry. We're going to go back in the time machine. I'm going to go back in time. Have a look. Go through some of Bobby's greatest hits since Trump got elected. But at this point, he sounds like a 10-year-old kid who doesn't get chocolate at the supermarket. You know what I mean? But, but... It's like, I, I I should have a chocolate, Mum. No, no, you can't, sweetie, you can't have a chocolate right now because it's almost dinner time. But but this is crazy. Why can't I have a chocolate? I, I decide when I have a chocolate. I'm not, You're not the boss of me. I choose when I'm, I'm having a chocolate. You know what I mean? It's just constant. This guy shouldn't be president. Said who? Said you? Who the fuck are you? <laughs> He just, and why shouldn't he be president, Mr. De Niro? Because, just because, exactly, just because, because I said so. <laughs> when you say that, folks on Fox come after you. I remember the Tonys folks when he got up Fox. there and cursed. A lot fuck of criticism em. of you. Fuck him. Okay, well, you- Oh, he's so edgy and based. He said fuck him on TV, guys. Ooh, he really means it. <clears throat> he's so young and hip and cool. He said, fuck him. <laughs> fuck him. Robert De Niro doesn't care what anybody thinks. Robert De Niro doesn't care what the people on Fox News say about him or the president. Robert De Niro says, fuck him. Why? Because the president shouldn't even be the president. Because Robert De Niro said so. You know, this is cable, Sorry. so it's not an F. Someone, someone, in, someone in the production team or whatever, someone behind the camera was like, whoa. <laughs> <coughs> I can't imagine why their ratings are tanking. I can't imagine. I can't imagine why nobody's watching CNN anymore. We did a video once, a short video. It's, it's flying around on Twitter somewhere. And I explained the problem of if you're going to attack somebody because they're not politically correct, then you have to be politically correct, right? So they constantly talk about how the guy that they're attacking is inappropriate and says the wrong thing and he doesn't conduct himself in a proper way and that means he's crazy and unhinged. Okay, fine. But you then can't come out and be unhinged and and drop F-bombs on TV and act like you don't give a fuck. Because this is the whole point of why you're angry in the first place. It's like the Adam Schiff stuff. Well, Donald Trump exaggerates. Oh, okay. Here's a clip of uh, Adam Schiff exaggerating. I thought you might like to see this because you hate it when people exaggerate. Well, no, they're allowed to because Donald Trump does. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Listen carefully for the cameraman or whoever it is 
Oh! The Tonys when he got up there and cursed. A lot of criticism of you. Fuck them. Okay, well, you know, this is cable. Sorry. So it's not an F. Whoa! <laughs> well, oh my. You know, I used to really enjoy watching Brian Stelter, but that show has gone off the rails lately. Mm hmm. You know, I just enjoy a nice, peaceful Sunday morning with Brian, Bri Bri. You see, Brian's, he's such a sweet boy. But then he invited this De Niro character on, and this De Niro character was just, well, gosh darn it, he was just polluting my airways. I don't think I can watch Brian anymore, because this is, my, this is far too offensive. And, you know, I don't like Donald Trump because he says some things, but you know what? He ain't never dropped the F-bomb on television, I tell you what. I couldn't believe that Brian let that go to air. He was such a nice boy. You know, I played canasta with his mother. She's a lovely woman. CC violation, sorry. but it is sorry, still everyone. Sunday morning. Sorry. Well, I we're, do wonder we're why you choose to go that let way. Let me say something. Why do you we choose are to go in a, that we way? We are at a moment in our life, in this country, where this guy is like a gangster. Ah. He's come along and he's said things, done things, we say <laughs> over and over again. This is terrible. We're in a terrible situation. <laughs> God, I, I'm just so glad that they brought Robert De Niro on to calmly explain what's happening to the rest of the world. The highly celebrated actor Robert De Niro, who obviously has his finger on the pulse, who obviously understands politics, ladies and gentlemen. Obviously. And he gets on there. He shouldn't be president. Why not? You know, the people on Fox News, when you say that, don't like it. Fuck them. Fuck them. But besides that, I mean, I mean, he shouldn't be president because he's done things and said things. <laughs> he's done things and said things, you know. You know, anybody who's done things and said things is basically acting like a gangster. Thank you. Thank you for clearing that up, Mr. De Niro. Thank you so much. We're in a terrible situation. Terrible. And this guy just keeps going on and on and on without being stopped. <laughs> he hasn't explained anything. <laughs> it's at this moment I would like to remind you that the name of this program is Reliable Sources. And so far, the source, Robert De Niro, has explained that the president needs to be removed because he said things and done things and he just keeps going. <laughs> That's it. That's all the information you get. Bobby has really done his homework. He's but he's like a gangster. He says things and he does things and it's crazy and he shouldn't even be president and you know it needs to stop and it just keeps going with the saying things and the doing things and the mean and he I mean he he done he's done a lot of stuff. He's doing a lot of crazy stuff. I mean it's craziness that just goes on and on. And he shouldn't even be there. But he just keeps saying things and just keeps doing things. He just keeps doing stuff. <laughs> this, is, this is your expert analysis on a Sunday morning. And if you don't like it, fuck him. Fuck you. If you don't like what Robert De Niro is dishing up, fuck him. You obviously, you must be some kind of a fucking idiot if you don't understand what Robert's saying. And we're back here on Reliable Sources with Robert De Niro, who, of course, played Robert Mueller on SNL last season. The SNL season premiere was last... Obviously, obviously he knows what he's talking about. 
He played SNL. He played Robert Muller on SNL. So we'll get the guy who played Robert Muller on SNL to talk about how much he dislikes Trump. Very Tonight believable. you were not on. I wondered, is the character now retired? Well, I, who knows? But I, what I suggested to them is, why don't we do a, a, a thing on SNL where I do all the things people would have wished Mueller had, would have done, should have done, could have done um, when he was um, deposed or whatever you want to Actually, call it. Actually, it's best <laughs> <laughs> Bobby is a hero. Bobby understands the intricacies of how the most powerful government on earth works. Bobby would like to do a fantasy, a season of fantasy on SNL. Yes, he studied hard for the role, Roxbox. Yes, he did his homework. You know, what I what I suggested to the people at SNL is that, uh, you know, we should bring my Robert Mueller character, character back. And then we can do all of the things that we wish had have happened but didn't happen. Because I think that would be a good idea. So, you know, all the things that he could have done, should have done, couldn't have, didn't have do. And uh, when Trump was uh, deposed or whatever the hell you want to call it. <laughs> he wasn't deposed. He wasn't deposed, Bob. Yeah, Bob, we can depose him on the show, right? We can depose Donald Trump on the show. Like, that's going to be good enough, right? So how about, how about, what if we hang him on the show? Can we do that? I tell you what, why don't you and me, Brian, on SNL, we'll roll him up in a carpet and throw him off a bridge. What do you say? Huh? Huh? What do you say? That's something that Muller should have done. Am I right? Huh? Am I right? Because, I mean, this guy, he's saying all the things and doing all the stuff. I mean, he's crazy. He's saying things and doing stuff. And he's doing things and saying crazy stuff. I mean, he shouldn't even be president. Because of all of the things he's saying and doing. Got to get him out of there. Counsel, yeah. so you suggested that to Lauren Michaels and company. I did. So maybe we'll see you back Who in knows? the future. Who knows? Your big role coming up is The Irishman. Yeah. This film that just premiered in New York. On Martin Scorsese. Uh, so let's go back a couple of years. Or well, one year, June 11th. About 18 months. Back in 2018. Because this is what I'm saying to you. I'm, again, I'm not somebody who thinks that, you know, uh, just because somebody has a particular political opinion, if they're an actor, that I should stop watching their movies. I think that's kind of dumb. Because it's equally dumb, you know, if somebody tweets something that somebody doesn't like and they should lose their job in music or in on television or whatever. Because it's like, well, I'm not, I'm not watching the TV show for their political opinion. I'm not watching, I'm not listening to the album for their political opinion per se. So I don't particularly care. And I find that whole cancel stuff to be just dumb, stupid. But unfortunately now for Bob, in my opinion, he has made his identity hating Donald Trump. He's made that his brand now. So I can't, I can't even think of him in any movies anymore because all he's been doing for the last three years, every time he gets in front of a camera, is talking about this crazy guy who says things and does stuff and shouldn't be president anymore and doesn't explain why. Ladies and gentlemen, Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro. By the way, nobody watches the fucking Tony Awards anyway. <laughs> I'm going to say one thing. Fuck Trump. Hey. Ooh. 
Whoa, mic drop. He's so edgy and based. <laughs> and the hero pose. Look at it. I they love me. They love me because of the things that I say. Listen, Robert, they're cheering for you because of your political views. They love you, Robert. The crowd loves you, sir. Keep it up. Uh, April 18, back in 2018, he was spruiking uh, the Tribeca Film Festival, and he said this. A few days ago, uh, you made some headlines. SNL. Mm-hmm. Robert Mueller. I think we I think we have a clip here. Oh, look at the little smile. Yes, did you see me on SNL? Did you see me on SNL doing Robert Mueller? It was very good, wasn't it? Did you see me on SNL doing Robert Mueller? Yes. Well, we're about to show the clip again. Well, <laughs> I didn't know you were going to do this, but okay. okay. To remind folks uh, what, what you look like here. How did this uh, How did this SNL cameo Saturday night come to be? Well, I, I, I was uh, talking to Lauren, and he said, if there's anything you, you want to, um, uh, you know, anything you can think about that you'd play, I said, well, she said, I, so I spoke to my wife, and she said, why don't you play Muller? I told him, Muller, how about Muller? And uh, that's, how, that's how it came down. Is this fucking very interesting story, isn't it? Hey, Bob, why don't you do something on the show? Okay, uh, so I asked my wife, and uh, she said, how about Muller? Are you, can you do Muller? I said, yeah, I'll do Muller. So I went to him, and I said, I'll do Muller. And that's how I did Muller. Wow. Awesome. Cool story, bro. Going to become a recurring thing, or is this a, is this a one and done? I, I, I don't know. I hope there's a, a couple where I interrogate him, then I arrest him, and then I escort him to jail. You mean, you mean, you mean Trump? Yeah, that, who do you think that, I well, mean? I <laughs> this is this is this is all he does. This is all the man does now. Like, there's nothing else going on in Planet De Niro. You can't put on a, a show. You can't listen to an interview. You can't get a doorstop. You can't get a red carpet speech without him talking about Donald Trump. It's his life now. He's committed to this. He's got nothing else going on in Planet De Niro. So that was the Tribeca Film Festival last year. This is the Tribeca Film Festival this year. I think we're at more than just the right side of history. I think we ah. have to do what's right. We're on the right side of history. We need to do what's right. What's that? We need to kick this guy out. Why is that, Mr. De Niro? Well, because, uh, you know, he has, he has, he's crazy and he says a lot of things and he does a lot of stuff. And I mean the craziness. I mean, it's just been going on and on. It's just endless. It's just been endless, like a nonstop thing and like, you know, saying uh, things. And, uh, you know, doing things. And it's just got to stop. I mean, he shouldn't even be there because of the things he does and, uh, you know, all the crazy stuff and the things that, and he says things and, uh, you know, does stuff. Got to get rid of him. I mean, it's crazy. Who would have, who, like, I mean, this guy, this guy doing all the fucking things out there. And you know what? Fuck him. Fuck Trump. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Ooh, 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 ooh. 
That's true. I, I agree with Robert. He really does say things and does stuff. He does stuff all the time and says things, crazy things. Lots of things and does stuff. The stuff he does all the time is so crazy and the things that he says, he shouldn't even be there. I agree with Robert. Yeah, and, uh, you know, uh, don't forget about, uh, you know, uh, you know those things that he said. Because they're pretty crazy too. Yeah, oh, I remember the things, Robert. Yes. I remember all the things. And, you know, there was that time when he, uh, when he did that, you know, that stuff. You know, the stuff he was doing there. Remember that? Oh, I, I do, Robert. And don't forget about the things that he said. Oh, yeah. Can't forget about those crazy things, he says. And the stuff that he does. Can't forget about that. I mean, he's got to go. It's got to end. How's it going to end? And we know, uh, I know what's right. And I think there are a lot of people who think. Wait, 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 hang on, hang on. <laughs> hang on. <laughs> it's true. Generally, that's true. He's done more than I ever thought. He's done more stuff about the things and the things with the stuff. Um, did Robert De Niro say, I know what's right? I know, I'll decide. I will choose the president. Say <laughs> it again. I think we're at more than just the right side of history. I think yeah. we have to do what's right. Yeah. And we know. We know. Uh, I know what's right. <laughs> <laughs> he corrected himself. <laughs> wow. <clears throat> For a moment there, it seemed as though he was going to set himself at the same level as ordinary humans, but uh, he, he corrected himself. He dragged himself out of that pit of doom. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're not just on the right side of history, but we got to do what's right. And we know, well, let me rephrase that. I know what's right. <laughs> <laughs> you people out there, you don't know shit. I know. And I know because you know how I know? Because this guy's crazy. He says things and does stuff. I mean, we're on the. I'm on the right side of history. I will be the judge. I'm Robert Mueller. <laughs> no, you're Robert De Niro. Didn't you see me on Saturday night? I was more Robert Mueller than Robert Mueller was. I know what's right. <laughs> maybe in the future there shouldn't even be an election at all maybe what should happen is we go up to uh, Robert De Niro every four years and say well Bob what do you think well I tell you what uh, when I'm not gonna I, I know what's right I know who should be the president okay because I know I know a lot about his stuff about the crazy things and the and the, and the stuff that he does so uh, we're gonna remove him. I'll choose the president. All right, you just you just go home. You just relax because I know what's right. I know what's important. I'm on the right side of history. Now shut the fuck up and buy tickets to my movies. <laughs> buy my DVDs, okay? And I think there are a lot of people who think they know what's right, uh. but they're doing it for an agenda that I'm not. They're, I'm not understanding. <laughs> So if you're having trouble if you're having trouble keeping up with this, Robert De Niro knows what's right. And 
there are other people out there who think that they know what's right, but he doesn't understand that. He doesn't understand how other people might think that they're right about something because he's Robert De Niro. (laughs) Only Robert De Niro knows what's right. You people out there, you might think you know what's right, but you just think it. You don't know it. See, that's the difference here. Robert knows and you think. You think Robert knows. Because as we know, Robert has done his homework. Robert has done his homework. He knows that Donald Trump has uh, said things and uh, done stuff. And, uh, you know, he said some crazy things and done some stuff. And, you know, he shouldn't even be here. Shouldn't even be there in the job because because of the things and the stuff that he said and done. So, and you know, it's not just normal stuff. I mean, it's it's crazy stuff. I mean, this craziness needs to end all the craziness. So he knows, but you, you don't know anything. You don't know anything. He'll tell you. <laughs> Imagine, what balls. People who think they know what's right or they're doing it for an agenda that I'm not there I'm not understanding um I don't understand it therefore it must be wrong that's that's a great way to go through life haven't they always told us that that's the thing that we're trying to eradicate in society haven't they always told us that just because you don't understand it doesn't mean it's wrong right and in Robert De Niro's world that's a true statement I know and what you think you know is wrong because I don't understand it. If I don't understand it, it can't possibly be right. And Robert De Niro understands the things and the craziness and the stuff that's been said and the craziness needs to stop. Whatever whatever you think you know is irrelevant now because De Niro hath spoken. We're in a very serious situation it's in very this country. Serious. Yeah. And what slowly happens is it sort of morphs into something worse and worse and worse and worse. What the hell are you talking about, Bob? Seriously, what the fuck are you talking about, bro? <laughs> Have you gotten anything out of these series of clips at all? Have you managed to extract any wisdom from what the hell this guy is blabbering about at all? Anything. We've got the things and the stuff and he says things and does stuff and it's getting worse and worse and worse and the craziness and I know I'm right and you might think you're right but I don't really understand that so it's wrong. And you know it's just uh it's um it, you know it's like a it's like a morphing. Something's morphing here. What's morphing? You know, you know, the, uh, the, the, uh, the, the thing, the thing's morphing. That's, that's the situation. The situation is morphing. Morphing into what? It's morphing into a thing where there's more crazy things and more stuff. That's why we should, that's why you should be impeached because I'm right. I know I'm right. And, you know, you, you might think that you're right, but it's just, you just think that because uh, I don't understand what you mean. I understand what I mean, though, because I'm Robert De Niro. I played Robert Mueller. And people are saying, it's like Charles Blow, the New York Times said, don't normalize uh, right after uh, he was, uh, let's not, this yeah. is not normal, what we're going through. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> <clears throat> Reminder, 
This is the guy that Brian Stelter brought on his show called Reliable Sources <laughs> to explain uh, his views on impeachment. I've <laughs> been trying to book you for a while, and then all of a sudden this week we've got an impeachment inquiry, and I'm even more curious for your sense of what's going on. Uh, you've been calling for the president to be impeached. Are you satisfied with what the Democrats are now doing? Yeah, I think they have no choice but yeah, yeah, to yeah, uh, yeah. have an impeachment yeah. inquiry. It's just, it's, it has to happen. I mean, there's it no way around happen. it. Has to happen. <laughs> it doesn't explain why. Doesn't even know why. It just has to happen. And, you know, it's like, uh, it's like that, uh, that guy in the, uh, the uh, new, you know, the New York Times there. Uh, you know, uh, Charles Blow. You know, he was saying it's important to, uh, you know, like uh, there's a, you know, you can't uh, normalize, um, you know, when it morphs into, uh, you know, because he says uh, the stuff with the things and he does the crazy things and he says the stuff. And, uh, you know, like Charles said, uh, you can't let it morph into one of those uh, situations where it just keeps going and going and going. And, uh, you know, uh, you know, th th this is not normal. This is not a normal thing to do. This <laughs> <laughs> Such insight. He's like Aristotle over here. And people are saying, it's like Charles Blow, the New York Times said, don't normalize right after uh, he was, uh, let's not, this is not normal. <laughs> what we're going through now. It is not normal. And when you, it's like watching something happen slowly, slowly, yeah, you can't yeah. believe it's happening. A train yeah. wreck, it's coming, and boom. And boom. It, it, I'm, I'm very, very concerned about What's going on? <laughs> he doesn't. He never explains anything. He never says what's going on. He just says that he's really concerned about whatever it is that's going on because of the things and the stuff. And it's like, you know, it's uh, going slowly. And then it's like, uh, you know, this isn't normal. You can't uh, like you can't normalize it, whatever it is. And, uh, you know, it's like, uh, you know, you'll have a train and then another train and then like. They're like on the same track there and then, uh, you know, slowly, slowly. And then it's like, uh, you know, like boom. <laughs> he said, he sounds like a 15 year old fucking pothead. Yeah, man. And it's like, uh, it's like boom, man. And it's like, you know how, like, like the world is like morphing and it's like, you know, you can't, you can't like let it morph because like the people are saying like crazy things and it just just like keeps going and man it's like uh you know it's like two trains man but like slow you know and uh you know because there's uh the you know the normalizing you, you can't make it normal this ain't normal and it's just gonna keep going and then the trains are gonna get like closer and closer and then uh next thing you know it's gonna be like you know boom and uh yeah can't be it's not normal i mean he's crazy he says some uh some crazy shit out there like there's some stuff it's getting pretty i'm really concerned about all the uh all the shit and the stuff that's going there like the trains like you know like boom <laughs> you know how they go boom when they hit you know that in this country with someone like trump yeah. you look at other Dictators. Well, we're in safe hands with you, though, Bob. <laughs> They're very much like him. You don't believe it's happening, but it's happening. Hitler, Mussolini, 
others that I can't even name. It's scary. There's others out there that I can't even name. Cause it's like scary with the with the stuff and the things and the and the trains and the boom. You know the boom. And it's like uh, Charles Blow said in the Times. You know you can't normalize. It's not normal. It's just like you know. It's like slow motion. It's just gonna keep going and going. And it's uh, it's just like uh, that uh, like that Hitler guy. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the enduring wisdom of Robert De Niro. <laughs> May he stick around. Impeachment stuff. Exactly. Wonder where he got this impeachment idea from. Uh, this is a fun little video for you. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, the good people at Newsbusters have catalogued the last 36 months. And we have one at least one mention of impeachment over the each of the last 36 months. So Robert De Niro is a very good actor. And he's probably very good at reading a script. Let's have a look. If he takes the risk of going to trial and he's convicted, that could be seen as an impeachable offense. If Trump were caught on a video camera snorting cocaine in the White House, maybe with one of his children, there was at least a chance he'd be impeached. If he's not. <laughs> Did you remember that? Like today, we're just today we're concerned about Robert De Niro talking about the crazy things and the stuff. But back in twenty six, late twenty sixteen, ladies and gentlemen, they were legitimately saying, "Well, what if Donald Trump gets caught snorting cocaine with one of his children in the White House? Could we impeach him for that?" <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess it's uh, it's possible. I guess it's possible. Um, you know, he has been doing some crazy, I mean, it's like slow motion train wreck, you know, like boom, you know, with the things and the stuff. Not a legitimately elected president in your mind. There are tools that Congress has. I don't see how that wouldn't be an impeachable offense. That tweet fits the Republican definition of an impeachable offense more fully than what Bill Clinton was actually impeached for. Impeachment is very difficult. Grounds for impeachment. It's an impeachable offense. Perhaps impeachable offense. Is impeachment the appropriate remedy? Something for the Congress like impeachment. <laughs> you've, got to, you've got to give them points. They are very original. They're very original thinkers. You know what? If we can't, if we can't get him on this uh, Russian collusion stuff, if we can't get him on the uh, Ukraine stuff, then we'll get him for snorting cocaine in his office with his daughter in the room. <laughs> <laughs> because this guy's got to go. You know, with all the craziness, like all the things and the stuff, and it's like you know he can't normalize. This ain't normal. It's like boom. All of that may be impeachable. That's an impeachable offense. Is that an impeachable offense? Is that an impeachable offense to you? He's much more vulnerable to impeachment. A potential ingredient of impeachment. Where do you see an impeachable offense? It is. Word smarter in the chat saying uh, he's anti-drug and alcohol. Word smarter, I'm afraid you have been you have been fooled by Russian propaganda, my friend. Ah, uh, I know. Anytime somebody comes out and says, Donald Trump doesn't take drugs, I say, you are a Russian bot, sir, and I am reporting you immediately to the Twitter authorities. You will, you will be reported immediately for election meddling. You're twittering, you're twittering your Russian Kremlin lies about Donald Trump not doing cocaine off the naked breasts of his daughter. 
Everybody knows that's true. Stop lying. This grounds for impeachment. Potentially criminal or even impeachable. Grounds for impeachment or does that not go far enough in your view? Grounds for impeachment. This tweet alone may be an impeachable offense. <laughs> Let's talk about impeachment. Impeachment is on the table. Which impeachable offense is an impeachable offense? You impeachment, impeachment, impeachment. Can anybody say impeachment? You know, we've got to do something about this impeachment. Should we impeach him? I think he was doing cocaine in the office. Yeah, let's impeach him. That's an impeachable offence. Didn't he tweet about something? Impeach him. Impeach him, impeach him, impeach him. Impeach him for everything. (laughs) Here's a fun one. Democrats see impeachment as landmine for Republican Senate. Now the spin's coming in, targeting the Republicans, ladies and gentlemen, from the good people of Politico. Vulnerable GOP incumbents will face a tough vote on whether to stick with Trump if an impeachment trial lands in the Senate. Just a quick reminder, if you want to get on the show, jump in the waiting room. If you want to talk about what's going to happen, is impeachment realistic? Do they have the numbers to impeach what you think will go down? Uh, Jump in the Discord, jump in the waiting room, we'll get you on the show. Democrats insist that their march toward impeaching President Donald Trump is simply about doing the right thing. But a growing number of them see a real political upside too. It might help them win back the Senate. Dun, dun, dun. Senate Democrats are growing increasingly giddy at the prospect of seeing a half dozen vulnerable senators squirm for weeks and months about Trump's behaviour before eventually being forced to go on the record to convict or acquit Trump if he's impeached by the House. That is one of the hottest takes you have ever seen. How about that? (laughs) You know, if we impeach him, uh, the Republicans who are sitting on a knife edge in the Senate, the Republicans might actually vote to impeach the most popular Republican president of all time, more so than Ronald Reagan, because, you know, they're really afraid of losing their jobs. (laughs) They really, they should really uh, try to appeal to Democrat voters in those Republican-held Senate seats because that's the surefire way. <laughs> all, all of those purple districts in the middle of the country are going to swing violently back to the GOP once the, once the Democrats make the impeachment stuff official. And Nancy Pelosi knows this, which is why she held out for so long. She didn't want to do it. But she's blinked now. It's like, okay. So all of those 50-50 purple districts are going to swing violently back to the GOP because impeachment is so, so, so unpopular and everybody knows it. But the GOP senators, meanwhile, are going to vote to impeach because they really want to impress the Democrat voters who believe in impeachment, who are themselves a minority, even within the Democrat Party. (laughs) I'm going to appeal... Yes... I'm in my in my Republican state with my Republican Senate seat. I'm going to vote to impeach the most popular Republican president of all time in order to appeal to 35% of Democrat voters that don't even live here. That live in New York and LA. I want to I want to appeal to those guys. Politico doing some hard-boiled analysis here. You know, I I'd, I'd almost rather have uh Robert De Niro telling us what he thinks about the Senate. <laughs> Wouldn't you? Trump-Putin phone calls in US Democrat sites. Schiff. Congress is determined to get access to Donald Trump's calls with Russian President Vladimir Putin and other world leaders, the House US House Intelligence Committee chairman said on Sunday, 
citing concerns that the Republican president may have jeopardized national security. Ladies and gentlemen, don't you think it might jeopardize national security uh, if all of the world leaders around the world who have ever had a conversation with Donald Trump in what they believe to be a private setting now suddenly may have their words replayed for the purposes of the Democrats and their mad, you know, their wily schemes to create news cycles? Don't you think that might jeopardise national security if every single world leader from now on will never have an honest, open discussion in private with the president of the most powerful country on earth? Don't you think that might jeopardise national security? I like the fact that it's Adam Schiff and other people on Capitol Hill who are constantly saying that Donald Trump is destroying the institutions of America. (laughs) Now you can't even have a private phone call anymore without Adam Schiff getting right up your ass. Without Adam Schiff sticking his nose right up your ass and demanding to see what you say in private to other world leaders. There is no possible way that any of this would have taken place just years ago. Five years ago, this kind of thing would never have been suggested. It would have been far too mad even for Adam Schiff and his wacky gang. There was no way they would have gone down this route. They would have never have gone to this extreme. But now it's like, hey, whatever conversation you've had with any world leader in a private setting, well, we need Jerry Nadler to talk about it on the TV because that's that belongs to all of us now. I think the paramount need here is to protect the national security of the United States and see whether in the conversations with other world leaders, and in particular with Putin, that the president was also undermining our security in a way that he thought he would, it would personally benefit his campaign. Democrat Adam Schiff is completely unhinged. This is unhinged. Now... I don't think he will get access to all of the president's private conversations with other world leaders because at that point, the presidency, ladies and gentlemen, ceases to exist for Republican and Democrat. Because if they if they manage to get the private, if, if, they, if it no longer is the case that the president can have a private conversation with another world leader, guess what, Democrats? It's the same for your guy too, right? If this becomes the new normal, Who's talking, who's destroying democratic institutions now, comrades? If this becomes the new normal, it's going to be normal for your guy as well. And then the most powerful guy in the world will not be able to have a private conversation with any world leader ever. Because if you turn around and say, well, no, 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 we only wanted the private conversations of your guy, but uh, you can't have the private conversations of our guy because our guy is trustworthy. That's not going to fly. Because now everybody's going to demand the private conversations of your guy. Because the mere fact that you say that you don't have to hand them over is going to be the exact same. It's it's the exact same shit you're saying now. Oh, he only doesn't want to hand over the private conversations of every phone call he's had with a world leader because he's got something to hide. That's going to be the new normal. Can't wait. 
The Democratic-led House last week launched an official impeachment inquiry into the Trump into Trump in the aftermath of a whistleblower complaint from an individual within the U.S. intelligence community that Trump solicited interference by Ukraine in the 2020 election for his own political benefit. Do you remember when we did this topic on the show last week? And I said, this is how crazy it is. In order for the Democrats to maintain this storyline, in order for them to keep going with this narrative, they are going to have to completely disregard everything that the president of the Ukraine says. Do you remember that? Well, guess what? Guess what they did? (laughs) They've just gone ahead and completely disregarded everything that the president of the Ukraine said. Just like that. Never happened. Never happened. Well, you know, I I have good conversation with Mr. Trump. We get on very well. I thank him for his support. There was no push. There was no pressure. No push. We get on very well. Very nice conversation. Five minutes later, Adam Schiff is in front of the camera. You know, you shouldn't listen to anything that the president of the Ukraine says. Obviously, he is being pressured to say that right now. And in order to prove that, uh, we need to take all of the conversations that Mr. Trump might have had. I know he released the transcript, but let's not refer to that particular transcript anymore. I want all the other transcripts. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. The president of the Ukraine apparently was pressured so much so that when he says he wasn't pressured, it's just more proof that he was pressured. You you are not dealing with rational, sentient beings anymore. You are dealing with unhinged football fans who are happy to ignore flagrant fouls, who are happy to ignore cheating on the field as long as their team's doing it. They don't care. There are no principles. There are no standards. They are now they are now calling effectively calling the president who is at the center of this controversy a liar to his face. No, you were pressured into it. You were pressured. Uh no, I wasn't pressured. You've got it wrong. That's not the way the conversation went. It's a very good conversation. No, 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 no. You silly president of the Ukraine, you don't know what you're talking about. There are a lot of people out there who think they're right, but I know, a.k.a. Robert De Niro. <laughs> See, you can have your own opinion. You can think that you're right about things, but they'll just tell you what's right. They'll tell you that you're wrong because they're right. They don't understand you. Um, we're, I know what's right. <laughs> I think we're at more than just the right side of history. I think we have to do what's right and we know, uh, I know what's right. And I think there are a lot of people who think they know what's right or they're doing it for an agenda that I'm not, they're, I'm not understanding. How can you not follow that? How can you not go along with that, ladies and gentlemen? It's pretty obvious to me. It's pretty clear to me, isn't it? How about this one? Trump's Civil War quote tweet is actually grounds for impeachment, says Harvard Law Professor. It just gets better and better. (laughs) Now the Civil War tweet. He should be impeached for that. So we couldn't impeach him for uh, tax evasion, couldn't impeach him for Russian collusion, couldn't impeach him for obstruction. It's not looking likely that we'll be able to impeach him for the Ukraine thing since the president of the Ukraine came out and said that's not what happened and everybody released the transcripts anyway. 
so people had to stop lying about what was in them. So it doesn't look like we're going to be able to impeach him for that. Tell you what, how about we get all of the other phone calls, all of the other transcripts with every conversation that he's had with every world leader in the last three years, and we'll dig through that and see if there's something we can impeach him for. And if that doesn't work, uh, that Civil War tweet that he fired out over the weekend, we'll get him for that. (laughs) We'll get him for that instead. And if that doesn't work, we'll accuse him of uh, taking cocaine in the Oval Office with his daughter in the room. How about that? And you know I'm right because uh, other people think that they're right, but, uh, you know, they don't know. Um, and they obviously don't know about the stuff. And, uh, you know, he said a lot of things. And it's like uh, Charles Blow in the New York Times said, you know, uh, you know, it's just going to keep going. And, uh, you know, it's going to be uh, normalizing. And, you know, we can't, we can't, this isn't normal. It's like, uh, you know, like uh, when you get two trains and they're just like going slowly you know, with the stuff and the things and, you know, they're just heading towards each other and then, uh, you know, like, uh, boom. So we've got, to, we've got to impeach him because of that. And I'm right because I'm Robert De Niro. President Donald Trump's recent tweet quoting a longtime evangelical pastor who warned of a civil war if Democrats seriously pursue removing him from office could actually be grounds for impeachment, one Harvard law professor said. <laughs> Again, if you want to have if you want to have your say on the show, now is your ch- now is your last chance. If the Democrats are successful in removing the president from office, which they never will be, it will cause a civil war-like fracture in this nation from which our country will never heal. Trump tweeted on Sunday night. The tweet was a quote from Robert Jeffress, a Southern Baptist pastor who gave the comment during an appearance on Fox and Friends on the weekend. Trump added his own parenthetical parenthetical. Parenthetical, aside to Jeffress's quote, in which the president asserted that Congress won't be successful in their impeachment efforts. The president, the president's tweet was immediately met with backlash, and Harvard law professor John Coates argued that the social media post itself is an independent basis for lawmakers to remove him from the White House. God, I can only imagine what life would have been like for Abraham Lincoln if Twitter was around back in those days. You know, this country's headed for a civil war. Kick him out. Kick him out right now. (laughs) The treasonous bastard. Get rid of him. The tweet, this is the professor. Parenthetical. (laughs) It's late, forgive me. This tweet is itself an independent basis for impeachment, a sitting president threatening uh, civil war. If Congress exercises its constitutionally authorized power, Coates wrote on Twitter on Monday. The House of Representatives officially launched an impeachment inquiry last week amid reports that Trump tried to pressure Ukraine to investigate former President uh, Joe Biden, his former Vice President Joe Biden and his son. Again, they don't care. They don't care that the transcript, uh, transcript was released. They don't care that the president of the Ukraine said that he wasn't pressured. It doesn't matter. They are just going to roll on. This is information blitzkrieg. They are just going to go on saying <clears throat> that he's doing crazy stuff and saying say uh, crazy things and he needs to be impeached because uh, normalization and it's like, uh, you know, two trains hidden together and then boom. This, this is what they've got. The whistleblower also implicated Trump's personal attorney, Rudy Giuliani, and Attorney General William Barr in the Ukraine debacle, 
Giuliani was described as a central figure in the situation. Of course, it was actually the president of the Ukraine who mentioned Rudy Giuliani first. Since House Speaker Nancy Pelosi announced the inquiry, it's been reported by several news outlets that at least 218 lawmakers in the House, the exact number of votes needed to impeach Trump in the chamber, support moving forward with impeachment. At least 217 Democrats and independent representative Justin Amash have favoured the inquiry. Trump can only be removed through impeachment if two-thirds of the Senate votes to remove him. To do that, 20 Republicans would need to join the 45 Democrats and two independents, Cruz wrote, Removal would be bipartisan. Framing it as some kind of civil war isn't just dangerous. It's dumb. (laughs) Wow. General Eaton, Trump also used the word the, a known tool of hate groups. Quite correct. Quite correct. I'll tell you what, since nobody wants to call in, we'll end the show on this note. NBC freaks out over new Clinton email investigation striking fear because, ladies and gentlemen, you know that we love investigations now because we've got to get to the bottom of the truth with all the crazy things and the stuff and the stuff that's said about the things and the normalization and the trains coming together very slowly and it just goes on and on and on and then boom, you know, all that stuff, you know, being on the right side of history and people think that they're right, but we actually actually just me i know i'm right and they think they're right but i don't understand them so they're wrong so we love investigations we love getting to the bottom of the story we love unearthing the truth uh (laughs) on her case the state department resurrects the investigation into hillary clinton's emails why career diplomats are suddenly in the crosshairs the state department has revived an investigation into hillary clinton's emails and is now expanding it to include career diplomats who have never even sent her messages directly. The new probe striking oh, fear oh. among many in the diplomatic corps. <laughs> what have they got to be worried about? What have they got to be fearful about? What do you mean striking fear in the diplomatic corps? What the hell are you talking about? The new probe striking fear among many in the diplomatic corps. Why would that be the case? Why would it be strike if they haven't done anything wrong? They should hand over the transcripts to all of their phone conversations. They should hand over all of their emails. They should hand over all of their text messages, right? Any conversation that they've had with any foreign diplomat, they should hand over right now. Because only remember, remember the normalization that we were talking about. We had our Democratic comrade in the chat not that long ago. I'm not sure if he's still here or if he got bored and moved on. But he was like, yes, yes. We should have the transcripts to everything that Donald Trump said. He's going to prison. And I said, well, you're going to create a new normal now. Now everybody's going to be investigated. Now everybody's conversations are going to be public. You realize that? And now it's like, (laughs) I don't understand. Somebody at the Justice Department has reopened an investigation into Hillary Clinton's emails and now it's striking fear amongst the diplomats. Oh. Oh. Do you, are you trying to tell me that uh, people have a problem when government departments and agencies uh, start sticking their nose in their business and rifling through their personal conversation? Do you, are you trying to tell me that people don't like that? Because I thought this was all about justice. I thought this was all about doing the right thing, you see. 
So I, I don't I don't see why you would have any problem with the State Department or the DOJ rifling through your personal personal conversations if you're a diplomat. If you had personal conversations with other diplomats or world leaders or other politicians, why would you have a problem with that? We're all in favour of that. Got to get to the truth, right? Got to get to the bottom of it. You created this. One of those involved, former Assistant Secretary of State Jeffrey Feltman, who left the State Department in 2012, told NBC News, I'd like to think this is routine, but something strange is going on. Something, something's happening here. What it is ain't exactly clear. Clinton lashing out at the president on CBS Sunday morning. He knows he's an illegitimate president. (laughs) Do you know the other thing I love too? Hillary Clinton goes on a TV show and then people are like, oh, go away, Hillary Clinton. And then have you noticed how people turn around back to you and then say shit like, Why do you keep talking about Hillary Clinton for? Why do you keep bringing up Hillary Clinton? She lost. It's over. Get Move on. Move on from Hillary. To which I always reply something something along the lines of, "Uh, yeah, I would stop talking about Hillary Clinton if the bitch stopped going on TV all the time and talking about the election. (laughs) She's, she, her and Robert De Niro would make a very cute couple. Very cute couple. They can both talk about how much they hate Donald Trump. They can both repeat the exact same lines constantly for the last three years. Why not? She's very talented. And it's like, oh, well, why do why do you stop? Why don't you stop talking about Hillary? You're obsessed with Hillary. Leave Hillary alone. Leave her out of it. It's like, okay, just tell the bitch to shut up and go away. Then she's the one who put She's the one who keeps putting herself in the news. She's the one still doing the interviews. She's the one doing the book tours that nobody goes to. She's the one that's making comments. She's the one that's putting uh, quotes in the papers and on CBS and MSNBC and NBC. She's the one doing it. She wants you to talk about her. She loves people talking about her. He knows. He knows that there were a bunch of different reasons why the election turned out the way it did. None of which had anything to do with me. (laughs) I mean, is she really that different from Robert De Niro? Robert De Niro thinks that you're wrong because he doesn't understand why you think the way you do. I know I'm right and he's got to go because I said so, because I'm Robert De Niro. And she, she, she knows. She's better than you. She's a more important person than you. She knows all the reasons that uh, she lost the election and she knows that none of them have anything to do with her being arguably the most unpopular Democratic candidate of all time. Of all time. There were anti-Hillary Clinton rallies from other Democrats, ladies and gentlemen. Nah, it's not my fault. That was all Russia. That was the Russians. That was the Russians doing that. The, the Russians must be very pro-Bernie then, from what I can gather. So, of course, he's obsessed with me. And <laughs> <clears throat> You know, you know, there was a lot of reasons why I am the legitimate president. And Donald Trump knows that there's so many reasons why he shouldn't be there. So... 
Of course he's obsessed with me. He lo- he can't stop talking about me. He's obsessed with me. <laughs> Jesus Christ. See this guy. When the heat is on, always deflect and talk about Obama and Hillary. I wouldn't talk about Hillary if she wasn't on the news. She's the one who goes on the TV shows and makes comments. So it's not deflecting, right? Deflecting would be uh, avoiding talking about her. Do you see how everything in your universe is inverted, my comrade? Everything is inverted in on itself. So Hillary Clinton goes on uh, international news and makes comments about Donald Trump. Now, if I mention Hillary Clinton going on international news to make comments about Donald Trump, somehow that's deflecting. (laughs) I didn't just pull her out of a sack. I didn't pull her out of my hat. You know, she hasn't been laying dormant like some kind of zombie. She's out there doing these interviews. Now, see, if I pretended like she didn't exist, if I avoided her on purpose, then I would be deflecting. If I talked about something else other than the fact that she's making these comments, you see? that That's what deflecting is. Deflecting away from Hillary. It's almost like somebody, whenever Hillary Clinton comes out and makes a statement because they're a Democrat voter and they know how unpopular De- Hillary Clinton is with Democrat voters... And so many Democrat voters and Democrat Party politicians really do wish that Hillary Clinton would just shut up and go away because every time she speaks, it damages them. It's almost like whenever she comes out and speaks, they accuse people who talk about what she's saying of deflecting in trying to get them to shut up about her. Isn't that the darndest thing? It's almost like every time Hillary Clinton speaks and people talk about what she's saying, the other Democrats come out and say, stop talking about Hillary, you're deflecting. Let's just keep talking about Trump. Anything to get the attention off the the loser in 2016 who makes all Democrats look stupid. And Democrat Party politicians know it. And Democrat voters know it. So it's almost like you're trying to, I don't know, shame people into not talking about it, pretending like she doesn't exist, because that would help you, right? That would help you. If everybody stopped talking about Hillary Clinton when she went on TV and opened a fat mouth and said something stupid, it would help you if nobody pointed it out, wouldn't it? Gee, I guess we better deflect away from old Hillary then. I wouldn't want to hurt the Democrats' chances, would I? And I believe that it's a guilty conscience in so much as he has a conscience. (laughs) (laughs) Hillary. Oh, Hillary. She's a champion of the people. She's a champion of the Democrat Party. She's doing her absolute best to make sure that the Democrats never win another election, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for joining us. You've been on the Daily Boogie. That'll do us for another night. If you'd like to become a supporter of the show, uh, please head over to patreon.com forward slash boogie bumper. Become a subscriber by hitting the subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course, 
if you would like me to deflect from Hillary and talk about, you know, the thing and all the stuff with the crazy stuff and the things and like the normalization and like, you know, the two trains that are like slowly going together and then like, uh, like boom, like that. If you'd like to do that, then follow me on Twitter at Boogie Bumper. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, until tomorrow, stay calm, stay rational. God bless. We'll see you soon. Don't forget to follow our friends at Real Person PLTCS, at ChrisMC44, at YCensored underscore. I'll see you tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Thanks so much, guys. Bye-bye. Yes, you know, you know, he says a lot of stuff and uh, crazy things and uh, lots of crazy stuff with the things and it's just going to keep going and uh, this isn't normal. It's like uh, two trains, like slowly, like, uh, you know, like boom with the stuff and the things. Look, I know I'm right. Just got to get rid of the guy.